You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. My name is Keith Budden and uh, I'm your host for the GDPR Weekly Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the show. And as normal, I'd like to start with a shout out to our new listeners. And this week we have new listeners from London, Twickenham, Kingston-upon-Thames, Croydon, Enfield, Luton, Exeter, Taunton, Leeds, Newcastle-upon-Tyne. And then in Europe we have uh, two new listeners in, in the Netherlands, one from Groningen and one from Utrecht. We have new listeners in Luxembourg, in Mazowiecki in Poland, in Kiev in Ukraine, in Rajasthan and Mumbai in India, in Bangkok in Thailand, and then across the US, and a great number of new listeners this week, and we welcome our new listeners in New Hampshire, New York, New York State, Boston, Greater Minneapolis, Naples in Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, and indeed Washington, D.C. And as always, of course, a big welcome to all of my listeners, wherever you happen to be in the world. I really appreciate you taking half an hour out of your day to listen to my, my GDPR Weekly Show podcast. I hope you find the show useful and enjoyable. And uh, please do give me any feedback on podcasts at insurety.co.uk. That's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y dot co.uk. And in a few moments, I'll be telling you what's coming up in this week's episode. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Firstly, I hope everyone's having a great World Podcast Day. Uh, today, uh, the 30th of September, is Podcast Day right across the world, celebrating the art of podcasting, and we are certainly very proud to take part here at GDPR Weekly Show. If you'd like to have your own podcast, we've now produced a simple online course to teach you how to do that, so you can get your podcast up and online. You can find it at howtopodcast.co.uk. And uh, please do go and have a look. Have a look at the course. It's a great value for money. It's only £49 plus VAT. And uh, you're following the steps in the course you can have a professional podcast up and online within probably seven days and you could be joining us. But in the meantime, happy World Podcast Day. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have details of a data breach caused by the conference app for the Conservative Party, which has no doubt caused a few red faces uh, in Birmingham this weekend. Um, We then have an article on the Facebook data breach, the very large data breach which has occurred, which may have affected some 50 million Facebook users. And then we also have an article on a data breach at Bupa, the UK health insurance company. Staying in the housing arena, we then have an article about Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust, which has become one of the first NHS trusts in the country to announce that it is, as much as possible, going to be getting rid of fax machines within the trust and getting rid of those fax machines within the next three months. 
we then have an update on the Data Protection World Forum, which is happening in London at SAL in November. And we also have details of two other exhibitions which we are attending. Uh, the PI Live exhibition uh, at Billingsgate and the New Horizons employment event with the employment secretary Damien Hines at Alton College in Hampshire. And then finally for this week, we have an article about the ICO now issuing fines for companies who have not paid their annual registration fee or indeed have not registered with the ICO when they should have done under GDPR. So quite a mix of articles this week, which we hope you find useful. And uh, as always, let's have any feedback on podcasts at insurity.co.uk. Check us out on Facebook. We're very pleased to announce the launch of our new Facebook group, which you can access at facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR weekly show. That's facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR weekly show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. The start of this week's podcast uh, concerns the data breach in the app for the Conservative Party for their Conservative Party conference. I have to say that this came as a real surprise and also just goes to show how ignorant even some people right at the top of their game can be about data security and why data security is so important, why GDPR is so important and why it's important that you do look at data and whether you need to carry out a data privacy impact assessment. Because looking at the conservative situation as I understand it, the app, incredibly, did not require any password to log in. All it needed was an email address. And, of course, it's perfectly possible, and indeed probably is what happened, for people to guess at what the email address for either Boris Johnson or Philip Hammond is likely to be. And people did, and they gained access to their profile, which meant they could change the picture. Um, apparently, this happened on the profile of Michael Gove, the Environment Secretary. And also, crucially, it gave people access to these very important people's um, private mobile phone numbers. So no doubt there will be some anxious swapping of SIM cards at the Conservative Party conference in Birmingham today. I just find it astonishing that an organisation like the Conservative Party would not have carried out a data privacy impact assessment on this app, or perhaps they did, in which case their data protection officer should be fired, um, because, frankly, any data protection officer worth their salt would not have signed off that application as being compliant with GDPR. Now, fortunately, the data breach seems to have been relatively confined, and whilst it's not known how many people it has affected, it's likely only to be probably less than 100 in total. But it should never have happened in the first place. And with good, careful planning, it need never have happened in the first place. It's a total own goal. So if you're planning something similar for yourself, for a new app or a new way of working your business, do 
carry out a data privacy impact assessment and if you're not sure how to do a data privacy impact assessment then do get in touch with us at uh, insurity insurity.co.uk and we would love to guide you through the process it's not that onerous but it should be done and if it had been done in this case and done properly this whole data breach would never have happened this data breach is not criminal activity it's just sloppy processing and it should never have been allowed to happen so make sure the next time this happens it's not your company or your organisation that's in the news in the way that the Conservative Party app is in the news today. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. The major data breach story this week is, of course, Facebook, which uh, you may well have heard had a data breach where it's believed that nearly 50 million Facebook accounts were compromised in what has to be one of the largest data breaches um, yet recorded. It's not yet known, uh, Facebook not yet confirmed officially whether any UK users' accounts were involved, but anecdotally from evidence on other social media, such as Twitter, etc., it would appear that UK users have been affected, and so it would be interesting to see what the ICO uh, has to say about this data breach when they've had a chance to learn more about it. But as I say, nearly 50 million Facebook accounts were compromised. And uh, Facebook took the action of disabling the login on those accounts that were potentially affected and removing the passwords so that the users had to create a new password when they logged back in. Um, the security breach is believed to be the largest in Facebook's history and is particularly severe because the attackers stole access tokens. Access tokens are trying to secure the key that allows users to stay logged into Facebook over multiple browsing sessions without having to enter their password each time. Possessing the token allows the attacker to take full control of the victim's account, including logging into third-party applications where the user is using Facebook to log in. And, of course, this is the second major breach at Facebook this year. And so, uh, no doubt, there will be questions being asked about why these breaches are occurring so often at Facebook. What was happening was that it was possible to use the facility which allows you to view your profile as others view it. But in doing so, you actually gain full access to the other person's account. Now, Facebook say they've now in a fix to stop that happening and they um, say that because they suspended the accounts involved that the danger was removed as quickly as they possibly could um, the incident though did have an impact on Facebook as we've said before it's often not the financial penalties themselves, but the other penalties that happen to an organisation due to damage to its reputation. And uh, on the day that this was disclosed by Facebook, um, their share price fell by approximately 3%, um, which obviously with the company inside of Facebook is uh, significant uh, when this broke yesterday. Now, 2 million users sounds like a lot, but in Facebook's terms it really isn't. It's, it's only a tiny percentage of their users. 
But it is a large number of people. I mean, if you think there were only something like just over 60 million people in the whole of the United Kingdom, then it's almost the whole of the United Kingdom having their data breached all on the same day at the same time. So it just does to show, I think, the importance of good data security. And obviously good data security is something which at the moment it would appear at least Facebook is not taking as seriously as perhaps it should. And so uh, if there's any update on this, either from Facebook themselves or from the ICO, I will of course bring it to you in a future episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. The other significant data breach this week has involved Booper, the healthcare company. In this case, it was an employee who caused the data breach. A employee made unauthorized access to customer data and stole the records of a currently unknown number of people, um, but then put those uh, records for sale within the criminal fraternity. Booper have uh, dismissed the employee involved and have been cooperating with the Information Commissioner's Office on this breach and uh, as a result of the breach the ICO has fined Booper £175,000. Uh, neither Booper or the ICO would comment further because there's a criminal investigation underway and indeed it's understood that the police have issued an arrest warrant for the employee involved. So again, if there's any news on this in the coming weeks from either Bupa or the ICO or the police, then I will of course bring that to you in a future episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Staying in the area of healthcare, uh, it was interesting to see this week that Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust has launched a campaign to finally rid its NHS Trust of all fax machines by January 2019 in a bid to remove paper and champion innovation. Uh, the Teaching Trust, the Leeds Teaching Hospitals Trust, has some 340 fax machines at the moment and it's aims to get rid of them by January and find safer ways to communicate, partly no doubt driven by the requirements of GDPR because a fax machine on a nurse's station in a ward and of course we all know that nurse's stations in a ward are often unmanned because the nurses are quite rightly caring for the patients in the ward means that the fax is potentially there with all the information ready to be stolen by somebody who shouldn't have access to that data. So the Trust has said that its Axe the Facts campaign aims to remove 95% of its machines and replace them with alternative, quicker and better ways to share information. The NHS is one of the world's biggest fax machine buyers and according to the World College of Surgeons, there are still some 9,000 fax machines in use across the health services. It's quite incredible when the rest of the world has very much left fax behind that our NHS is still using fax to such a high degree. And indeed, I know in my local NHS trust, um, the, each ward seems to have a fax machine which is used for the transfer of patient records. 
even though it has to be a very, very insecure way of transferring that data. The Leeds Trust uh, Chief Digital Information Officer, Richard Torbridge, said it was a huge challenge to try to remove all the fax machines in such a short space of time, but added that the Trust simply could not afford to continue living in the Dark Ages. He went on to say that the staff have so far been positive about the campaign and recognise that on the one hand they have hugely innovative technology being implemented in the trust and on the other they have technology that hasn't been used for decades in other industries. He added the use of NHS.net is far more secure and safe than the use of faxes. We are aiming to help services safely decommission their faxes and move to email in the first instance and then take it from there. And I think this is indicative of something across the whole of the NHS. Um, you know, the NHS, in far too many places, I think, still makes use of fax machines to transfer data from one place to another, even from one ward or one department to another within the same hospital complex. And that really needs to change because there is just no way in my own mind that I can see that a fax, particularly a fax in a publicly accessible place, could in any way satisfy the spirit of uh, GDPR, even if it did manage just to satisfy the wording. And so hopefully this will not be the case of uh, the Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust being the only NHS Trust in the country to do this, but hopefully the first of all the NHS Trusts uh, doing this and bringing about the improvement which is needed. Check us out on Facebook. An event for your diaries uh, on the 20th and 21st of November 2018 at the XL Conference Centre in London. Uh, is the Data Protection World Forum. Uh, it's a conference spread over two days. There are a number of GDPR-related topics coming up at the conference, including uh, GDPR, the future of marketing and advertising, a GDPR health check, GDPR and HR, how to achieve ongoing compliance, and of course GDPR and HR is something that we've been talking about in this episode of the podcast. And... Also, business development in a post-GDPR world, and I think that's something as well which will be of interest to lots of people, of just how does GDPR impact upon business development and how do we make sure that business continues to develop for everyone, even accepting the privacy constraints that GDPR places on us. So it's promising to be a really good conference and expo. Excel, if you don't know it, is very easy to get to. It's out in Docklands, just to the east of London. Um, it's by the Jubilee line for underground. Um, it's also very close to London City Airport, so for visitors from overseas it's very easy to arrive there. And it also has other good transport links. Uh, it's not great though to drive to, it has to be said, so it's a good case to use public transport, uh, most definitely if you can, because it makes your journey there much much simpler. I'm going to be there on both days. If you'd like to meet up with me during the course of the Protection World Data Protection World Forum then of course I'd be delighted to meet with you. 
please just drop me an email to podcasts at insurity.co.uk with a note of which date, the 20th or the 21st, works best for you. And uh, we can arrange to meet at the conference. Um, I'll be talking some more about the conference in uh, a future episode of the podcast between now and November. And uh, indeed, hopefully we'll be getting to interview one of the organisers and uh, have that discussion. But just a note for your diary, so if you haven't got it in there already, please pencil in the date. It's 20th and 21st November at XL in London. Two other events which we will be uh, attending during October are the PI Live exhibition at Old Billingsgate in London uh, on the Monday the 15th and Tuesday the 16th of October. Uh, we'll be there on both days, so if you again, if you'd like to meet up there, please drop me an email and let me know, and I'd be delighted to meet up with you. Uh, and the other event is an event being organised by uh, the Education Secretary, Damien Hines, and taking place quite locally to us at Alton College. And as Alton College in Hampshire, it's on the 26th of October from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And it's aimed very much at the over 50s. It's a New Horizons event looking at how uh, the over 50s can retrain to starting a new career and obviously we'll be there promoting our training in GDPR and also our training in podcasting. Uh, so if you're in the area and you'd like to pop along please do. It's at Alton College uh, in Alton in Hampshire 26th of October from 10 o'clock till 4. And if you're popping on to either of those two events do let us know and be great to uh, meet up with you. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host Keith Budden. And the final news story for us this week is to the news that the ICO is making good on its promise to be tough on companies and organisations who should register with the ICO and pay their annual uh, GDPR registration fee and haven't done so. And the ICO has now served uh, notices on some 39 organisations across the country and the organisations have 21 days now to either pay the fee or to let the ICA know a good reason why they shouldn't have to pay the fee. If they ignore the fee then the ICA has made it clear that they will be fined and the fines will range from £400 to £4,350, depending on the size of the organisation. And so it's good to see, I think, that the ICO is taking up its stance on this. It said it would several months ago, and anyone who's been on our training would have heard us say that the ICO has been determined to prove it's got teeth, but it looks like it's now starting to put that into action. It's now not just fining companies for data breaches, serious as those are, but it is also fining companies who haven't registered with the ICO when they should have done. And so if you're not yet registered or you're not sure whether you should register, then get in touch with us and we can help you through that process. And you can get in touch with us by emailing us at podcasts at insurety.co.uk. That's the N-S-U-R-E-T-Y.co.uk. 
or check out our other GDPR specific website at www.gdprtrainingcourse.co.uk and that will give you instructions either on how we can come and teach you at your premises or how you can take our online GDPR training course and learn everything that you need to learn about GDPR and the registration fees that may be payable by your organisation. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurity.co.uk. You can find out more about us and Insurity at www.insurity.co.uk. And I look forward to speaking to you again, same time, same place, next week. Have a good week, everybody, and remember, keep your data safe. Check us out on Facebook. The GDPR Weekly Show is an Insurity production. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash insurity.